All right, guys, we've got an announcement for you this week. Yes. Uh, thanks for joining us. Before we get into the episode, we wanted to let you know something that's coming up, something that we've been uh, probably working alluding on, to, yes. working on Mark and hinting at for a little while now. Um, <laughs> yes, we are coming back out with another live event, a live show. What are we calling it? An event, a show? I don't yeah. An evening to make sense. sense. An evening to make sense is the title. Um, it's going to be taking place on the 25th of February. Yes, that's a Monday. Monday. So a, Monday. a nice way to kickstart your week. Trust me. Um, it's going to be 6.30 to 9pm yep. yep. um, and it's going to be at Kaz Business School over in Moorgate. Um, there'll be more details on our socials on our event yep. right after yep. this. Um, but I don't know, it's just generally going to be, I don't know if you was at our first event in the House of Commons, which was over a year ago. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's going to be similar to that, plus a little bit more, plus a lot more in fact. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so we're going to yeah. be covering certain topics, we'll have uh, guest speakers, yeah. uh, there's going to be a bit of a networking opportunity afterwards, yeah. uh, but like everything we do, it's going to be in a, a night or an event for you to come, learn something, take something away from you, yeah. uh, meet share someone ideas. new, share ideas, give your ideas, you know. Mm-hmm. The one thing I liked about the House of Common event is how interactive it was. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And, and yeah. we learned. I think this podcast has only lasted as long as it did because of that event. Yeah. I think, you know, it might have just been something fun to do. But after we did that event and saw the response, I think it really gave us a lot of drive. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Um, so, yeah, thanks a lot for all of those who came. Please come to this next one. Yep. And bring anyone your that friends. didn't come, yeah, bring your friends. Um, but bring yeah, your so parents. Yep. Yes, yep. please bring your parents. I know mine are coming. Um, but, yeah, you know, how are you guys feeling about it? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. excited. I'm excited. excited. So yeah, um, look out for it. As I say, there'll be more information coming out on the socials. Yes. But that's the 25th of February, 6.30 to 9pm, Cas Business School over in Moorgate. And we can't wait to see you there. All right, guys. Peace. Peace. Enjoy the episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Making Sense podcast. Hey, hey, yo, hey. Yo, 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 yo. Hi, how are you guys? Good. I'm feeling good. Oh, yeah, better, because this week was whack. Really? Yeah. It was a difficult week. Yeah, my, yeah, my week was very, very draining. Uh, I think it was more mentally than work than anything oh, else. Yeah. Mine, yeah, mine's the same. Mentally and just draining, because oh. I'm trying to get back in the groove of everything, so yeah. working out, working, mm. all of that, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if mine is, or if I've just forgotten. I like to. I try to mm. forget pain. That's the only way I can survive. Mm-mm. But it wasn't so bad. I'm starting to get back in my gym groove, small, small. Yeah. The fact that I could fit into my Cool World Order jumper <laughs> is a sign of that. Shameless Follow plug. Cool World Order on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, thanks for joining us for another week. Yes. Um, yeah. No Francis this week. Yep. Yeah, I'm sitting in his chair, literally. <laughs> yeah. A couple of episodes ago, he did it to me. Here's revenge, bro. Uh, but I, I feel good. I feel good. Good. Yeah. So you guys might remember a year ago we wow. discussed pensions. It was a year ago. It was January 2018. Shut Shana, up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about. No, well, my mum would say, "I step up in age." <laughs> <laughs> we talked about pensions, and um, today we're going to be talking about the stages of the finan- of your financial life cycle and retirement. Retirement. Well, mm-hmm. how to retire early if you yeah. can. It seems yeah. like that's everybody's plan to try and not go to the, what seventy five now. Uh, no, 70? it's sixty five. Is it for men and women? Um, I think it used to be sixty. Oh no, I think it used to be like sixty three for men and sixty for women. Okay. Uh, but whatever the, the ages were, I know it's the same age for men and women. Yeah, now. yeah. Now, okay. And, I, and I'm pretty sure that age is sixty five. Yeah. And I think a lot more millennials are really trying to do that yeah, by definitely. any means necessary. Definitely. And if you watch the Fire Festival, have you watched that? I haven't. Mm. I started watching it yesterday. Oh we can watch my it tonight. Gosh, watch the Hulu one. Really? That one was really good. I haven't watched the Netflix one, but the Hulu one's really good, and it shows how Billy. To me, I think he's not right in his head, mm-hmm. but mm. from the beginning, he was 
just trying to steal money and get money any way possible. Mm. Like even from the Magnus card, when you just watch it, he had like a black card that he wanted for like the youth. Mm -hmm. And when they showed like screenshots of the pictures, I was like, and he had that Rick Voss and Jim Jones endorsing it. And I was like, oh, I remember when they, I remember when they did this. I remember this picture. So he started off with that. Then he went on to Fire Festival. Even on bail, he was still trying to defraud people. Boy. Really? Yeah. Mad. It is weird. It's weird. But yeah, okay, so watch I started that. watching it on Netflix. Sorry, I didn't tell you about that. But yeah, I, was, <laughs> I got like 10 minutes in, so you can catch up. It's fine. I couldn't help myself. Every, just just for every, everyone out there, we're not Siamese twins. We, we, we do separate things. And that's and that's okay. For any married couple, That's it's okay for to, to do that. But are you allowed to watch shows without each other? If we start a show together... <laughs> you don't ever see Jerome's face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if we start a you show... You know, I was just waiting for the truth to come out if, and it's if, coming now, guys. This is the part show, where the truth then, comes. Then the, the, the then arrangement is that we don't skip with Mad each other. However, there has been incidents where we've both stepped out mm-hmm. in terms of watching Netflix. <laughs> yep. In terms of watching Netflix shows. That's, <laughs> Why are you bringing but then, this? Yeah. <laughs> but, then, but then, yeah. <laughs> but then we brought it back, you know. But anyway, back to um, financial life yes. cycle and retiring early. Yes. We're going to go straight into it. Um, this is going to be a long one. We want to discuss a lot and just throw ideas around. It's crazy so, important. Uh, more yeah. important than people know. Yeah. yeah. Especially for millennials and for Gen Z, as they're called, which is yeah. generation after mm-hmm. us. So, so, so important. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to just talk for a while. So it might. It might into, yeah. It oh. might split into two episodes. So um, if you don't get to the end of it, and you've listened to this then make sure you tune in next week and you'll hear the rest mm-hmm. but um, i'm going to give you the disclaimer and then we're going to move on so as always please remember we are not professional financial advisors we're literally giving you food for thought after doing our own research based on what we think is necessary to give to you please don't make any decisions or sign up to anything without doing your due diligence you need to make sure you know and are aware of everything you're signing up to mm-hmm. ask questions get professional advice um tune in to us for advice <laughs> But don't hold us accountable. And that is there it. <laughs> we don't want no smoke. Basically. I don't anyway. So how did we choose this subject? I can't remember. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, one, one of my days. Yours truly now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yours truly, Jay, was uh, <laughs> feeling inspired one day. No, I'm only joking. Um, so a couple of things. So it's a uh, post we put out on IG a little while ago mm. when it showed the different kind of the financial life of people in their teens, 20s and 30s. And that was kind of the inspiration. Uh, that, that's what gave me inspiration for it. Plus, um, reading a lot about the fact that people aren't saving for retirement enough, yeah. um, especially contractors, because, and the big thing is with the, when you're a contractor, you're no longer putting away towards your state pension, mm-hmm, which is hardly mm-hmm. anything anyway, but it's something. So you think of your state pension as the buffer towards your overall pension pot. And that's how I think people should look at it. What's the total pot I'm going to have at the end? Your state pension being part of it, your private or your sit being another part of it. If you're a contractor, you're no longer building up towards that. So you need to maybe be saving more independently. Mm-hmm. And starting earlier as well. Exactly. Early. So I think it was just a case of where we are with consumerism, how easy it is to spend, where we are in terms of the economy, yeah. everyone's struggling with money. Yeah, yeah. And, and we spend so much for the here and now and no one ever thinks about you know retirement uh, and how to plan for retirement yeah. and when to start mm-hmm. and it's kind of i think my issue is it's considered to be something for old people and it's it not is, it's yeah, not yeah. it's really 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 something for young people it starts very early you know, yeah. as i said early exactly. i didn't realize how early you were supposed to start upon yeah. research yeah. i was thinking oh you're supposed to be, 
it's supposed to be a thought from like when you're, I would say personally, like year nine or year 10. Mm-hmm. It starts that Mad. early. Yeah, 100%. Mad. I'm going to definitely teach my daughter how to retire. Yeah. And the thing is, you just don't think about it because you literally think, oh, this is going to be money for, for years to come. But yeah. I think people don't take into account how many years they're going to be spending that money for. Mm-hmm. And it's not that you're going to be getting a regular monthly yeah. income. So, uh, sorry. And when I mean by year nine, year 10, because some people might know, I mean like from the age of like 15 or so. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, and this was for everyone in society, right? So, you know, everyday people like us, if you're a sportsman, if you're a musician, they probably need it more because they earn loads of money early on in their careers. Yeah. Enough where they think, yeah, money's never going to be an issue. And they forget the lifestyle they've now got. How do they maintain that when they no longer got that income coming yeah. in, which is a big problem I think we've seen in our community. Yeah. And Can if I you don't listen to Soldier Boy's interview <laughs> on Breakfast Club. Soldier! <laughs> <laughs> he was saying that he, he turned a millionaire within a year. Yeah. It's like he was poor um had like pay less shoes which is basically yeah. like a shoe zone the next year he was a millionaire and he was 16 17 yeah. said he didn't know what to do yeah of course. and i think that's very similar to lottery winners right if you just if you haven't got the financial skills and you're given money it's just a recipe for disaster right yeah like how can you expect people to manage something they're not familiar Never. With? exactly mm-hmm. can i ask about asking um young people to plan for retirement from the age of 15 how realistic do you think that is if they're not getting any income well I was gonna, we're going to go into that a bit later okay. on when I talk about um, the three stages of wealth management. Yeah. So it might not be actual, actual physical money. Mm. It might be just the mentality, whether yeah. it's like yeah. doing yeah. research, whether it's doing reading, knowing what like um, courses you're going to choose when you go to college, when you go to university yeah. mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it might not be actually physical cash. So. I think one just of the knowing things, what you're going to do when you yeah. start getting yeah. money. Yeah. I think <laughs> one of the things I've tried to put into Anaya's head mm. is the idea of her being able to, because at this age, they want to do whatever they want to do, right? They don't mm-hmm. want rules and stuff. So I put into her head, okay, when you get to my age, if you still want to have that same energy, you need to have certain mm-hmm. things in place. If you want to get to my age and be able to do what you want and not have to go to work like you see daddy going to work, mm-hmm. this is the things you may have to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that could be the incentive yep. to get them thinking yep. about it early. That, I think, okay, sorry, go on. That I don't want to have to do what mommy and daddy did and go to this workplace that makes them miserable and stressed. I wish I knew that you know? early. So that could be a way of getting them thinking about it. Yeah. So even if they're not saving towards it from young, they're Just already thinking, okay, I'm not going to be extravagant with my spending. Yeah. When I do get my salary, I, part of it has to go towards yeah. my retirement. Yeah. You know what I mean? In ter- in ter- instead of them thinking, and I think which was the issue with us, when you get your first pay, <coughs> what am I buying that my parents wouldn't let me buy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I think me? the key is just being aware as soon as you get money that this is something that you do from the very beginning yeah, yeah. because 100%. i think having those few years where you're told you're young live life do what you want and then later on incorporate this extra yeah. part that's what causes the problem i think if young people know that as soon as they get money like when you're moving into a new house you know that with that house comes bills mm-hmm. if they know that with income with income comes saving for a pension yeah from the very beginning then it becomes natural do you know mm-hmm. what i mean agreed 100 yeah. so I'm just going to go through the stages of the actual stages of the financial life cycle. There's usually about, say, four or five, but I would say there's like there's only four. Mm. So stage one is called is usually called financial planning, and that's for teens, and that's that's ages from eighteen to twenty five. So during that time, you should be preparing for your further education, and have already learned the basics of. How money works, basically. So that is whether it's that opening a basic bank account, that could be opening a basic savings account. Um, during that time, you probably will be managing a student loan. Maybe had your first credit card, had your first job during that time, received your first wage and building your credit. So that time is just basically financial planning time. And that is stage one. Okay. 
good. How do you not think he did in stage one? Horribly. I didn't know it existed, fam. <laughs> Absolutely horribly. I didn't know it existed. Um, and that's, I'm not going to get onto my parents too much because they weren't taught this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But Which we've done an episode was, of that before. Exactly. You know, so I think earlier on in the podcast, I was very hard on the previous generation not preparing us. I've softened a little bit. I just think they should help us now. 100%. Um, but yeah, I, I, I didn't do well at it. How about you? Same, I don't didn't do well, but I think when we come to look at our parents, look at the kind of money we had access to, I don't think they even had any knowledge of that when they yeah, were that yeah, age. Yeah. So, and that's why I've softened a little bit. Yeah, like student loans, basically getting money from the government that you can pay back in small stages for years, that was not their reality. So yeah, yeah, yeah. they wouldn't have been able to... I think they were just happy that we were getting support so that they were able to relax a bit. a bit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I don't think I did that well either. I think, um, as Jerome said, when I received my first wage, I was buying stuff for my mum wouldn't buy for me yeah, or couldn't yeah. afford to buy yeah, for me. Them 180 so, pound trainers that I shouldn't have bought. That I had money then times. Trust me, I would have bought Nike shocks for 180. <laughs> they were orange and blue. I, I bought my first designer, Christian Dior belt, which I still have, which is probably worth a lot of money now. Yeah. But yeah, that was during that time. But in quality out there, yeah? God. Do you know, and it was so cheap. I remember it was only 110 pounds. Yeah. I think I researched roughly how much it would be now, probably like 600 pounds. Where did you get it from? Mm. Um, no, Selfridges. Okay. Mm. I used to go back into that store. I've stayed away for so long. Yeah, I, I haven't been in ages. I yeah, just being frugal, isn't it? <laughs> so, the second stage is your, called your early working years or career development and raising a family. And during that time, you should be accumulating assets. And that is mm-hmm. ages from 26 to 45. Ooh, so, let's get a move on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So which most of us are all in. Mm-hmm. So during that time, you should be upgrading your career skills. You probably would have been moving home. You should be increasing your insurance protection, preparing, preparing for financial responsibility. And also, which is very key, during this time is your peak earning years. For your not, next point. Mm. Do you know, so what's the age range again? 25 to? 26 to 45. See, I think it's good that it puts it all in one stage because I would have thought it would have been broken up. But yeah. then I think that's what causes the problem because we, 26 year olds, doesn't think about when they're 45. Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. quite bad because it's only 20 years. But I think the fact that they've put it together is a real. Yep. So if you're your mid 20s, you you're not young anymore. You're, you're not know? young. You're now yeah. in adult age. Welcome. You're yeah. not. <laughs> nah, for real. Welcome. Let me just correct. It's not your peak earning years, but it's getting towards yeah, your peak earning yeah. years, which is your next, which is the next stage which I'll go into in a bit yeah. mm-hmm. and that's but I say 26 to 45 is very I would say it was very important to women yeah. because during that time like I said during this time is when you raise a family the woman's usually the ones mm. that has to take maternity um for like a year mm. yeah. and it, it, it pushes you back yeah but you know yeah. I hear that even though now you've got paternity which yeah. you can do you both yeah. can have it off and I agree from that standpoint I think where where and I'm not taking away from that yeah I mean, what my advice would be for guys is that now this is the period where you're really going to maybe gonna have to go after the money because yeah. your partner may have to take maternity yeah. leave. Yeah. Right? She may have to... If you, And you might be in a situation where you wanted to take extended maternity leave mm-hmm. so your kids don't have to go into nursery too soon, right? Mm. So you might have to really be thinking about, okay, how can I... And that's how it used to be back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Women took time off to have to look mm-hmm. after the kids. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if, if it's best for your family, I think... Too much of our generation rushed into putting their kids into care so both people could go back to work. Yeah. And I think you might be taken away from your actual parenting a little Definitely. bit. Definitely. But I you think know? that was just a re- as a result of needing the money. Exactly. So yeah. I think what I'm trying to say is if you can set yourself up in a way where you may not have to do that yeah. Yeah. or, okay, she takes a six months off work and then you take a six months off work mm. so that you both can do the parenting thing and both do the career thing. Yeah. I think it's just planning for it so that, you know, when babies do come, 
A, your careers are impacted too much, your, yeah. your standard of living is impacted too much and that you can parent your children. Yeah. I think I it's think kind of for that. We've come from a place, I don't know, tell me if you agree or not, where we haven't always thought about um, the future. We've literally, yeah. like, you know, people yeah. say yeah. kids are expensive and they'll literally start planning from when she finds out she's, she's pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. Whereas what you're saying makes sense. We need to plan for that year from where the income's going to be less. I totally agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I was reading that, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm behind. Yeah. yeah. Because By you almost want to, your, your monthly income even though it's not an income you want to be able to use the same amount every single month even mm-hmm. though somebody's off work for a year yeah, and that takes proper planning but i don't think we've come from thinking about that we haven't and that's why we're doing this episode exactly yeah. <laughs> also i think the reason i'm a bit behind because i think i stayed in a company for too long during my 20s mm. whereas i probably oh, really? should have been climbing and going to different going organizations yeah, yeah. yeah i think i was a reverse mainly for out of circumstance really so I, I, there's always been a reason why I've had to leave a company. Mm. And then when I've left, I've always thought, okay, I need to take a step up because I need more money. I want to do more stuff. Um, but yeah, I think for me, I've been fortunate to move around quite a bit. And yeah. you're right. I think it does help. Um, there are downsides to it though. Because sometimes if you can stay in the right, right company, you could build a career there. Yeah. Mm. But it's just, you need to know that, right? If it's a place where there's opportunities, you might not be bad staying. Yeah. If, if it's dead end, then you get out. Opportunities, but make sure your money's being increased as well. In, in, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Opportunities are just opportunities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's the case, right? There's always that balance of, because you're never going to get paid market rate if you stay within a company. No, no. That's the problem. I think if yeah. companies started paying their internal resource, what they can get outside, hmm. it'd be better it'd for be everybody. Because yeah. people will not leave <laughs> if they're getting the right money for yeah. what they're putting in. Man, when I looked at stage two, I wanted to cry. Go ahead. <laughs> I really wanted to cry. But now, the next stage is stage three. They call that the late working years, preparing for retirement, and that is ages 46 to 64. So during the during this those age groups, that should be your largest source of income. So that, me, that means that is your peak earning years. That's mm-hmm. the most you're ever going to make during those years. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that's more because you've got assets and you're earning from that as well, mm-hmm. not just what you take home from work. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, and I think in terms of this in this stage stage three which we're probably going to go into a bit more later when we talk about retirement because um during this stage this is where you should be preparing for retirement Mm. so that's like like you said in terms of assets in terms of probably life insurance Mm. in terms of just anything yeah yeah I i think yeah this is probably yeah, they're all important stages, but yeah, this is a stage where you're actually now coming up to being retired. retired right? yeah. It's no longer planning, preparing. It's about to happen. Yeah. So you have to know about okay, how am I managing my money? You know, because uh, we're not going to be working. Is yeah. my, are my assets generating me enough income to mm. cover my expenses? Do I need to decrease my ex- expenses? Do I need to maybe find other ways of increasing mm-hmm. my income? Do mm-hmm. I have more ingoing incoming than outgoing? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, one interesting bit is your investments. What kind mm. of investments do you have? Yeah. So people at that stage will have different kind of investments mm. to people at the beginning stages. They might be a little bit more focused on income rather than on capital growth. Mm. So it's just knowing all that kind of stuff so you can make the right decisions for the stage you're in. Yeah. So the next stage is the last one, stage four, and that is retirement. So during this stage, you'll be just planning. Line. <laughs> <laughs> planning for your estate. So that basically means looking after yourself, mm. choosing power of attorney, yeah, whether yeah, like yeah. in terms of <sighs> no, it's real though. It's it's so no, true. Sorry, can I please stop? Pop, stop you. Yeah. So I used to work at a building society, the biggest nationwide building society, and that was a big thing. Uh, a lot of people just didn't have that kind of stuff sorted out, mm-hmm. and they'd have life insurance plans and all this kind of stuff, and they wouldn't have wills, they wouldn't have mm. that kind of stuff set up. 
and and when they pass away, the it then becomes a lot more difficult for their loved ones and dependents to get access to that money if mm-hmm. it isn't set up already. So I think it's all well and good getting these things and thinking like this, but yeah, that stage is so, so important. Yeah. Because that's what it's actually for, right? To yeah. give down to people. So make sure it gets to them. And uh, another point is thinking about what will become assets when you're gone mm-hmm. as well. So that's during that stage four. So what do you not think of those four stages? Do you think they're kind of accurate in terms of timeline? and? I think they're accurate, but I noticed you said that it's sometimes seven, five or four. Yeah. And I feel like from reading, there's the stages before earning, which is the dependency stage and all that. And I feel like although they are not the stages where you actually have money, mm-hmm. sorry, they contribute to your knowledge of it. Yeah. So, so I guess that's during... kind of like stage one though, because it's kind of like financial planning, ain't it? I'd say in like terms? literally when you're only dependent on parents, and stuff like that mm. it kind of gives you an idea of i guess how you want to live yeah. i think everyone out there can look at their parents and say um what they've learned what they do with what want, what yeah. they don't want but also i think it um it just gives you a sense of what you're striving for mm. so it's almost getting the ball rolling before you actually have the money yeah. in your hands you know what i mean yeah. i think one thing i read which is a good idea for parents i think is bringing your children along your retirement journey with you oh. so they know the retirement pot you're building up mm. why you're building it up and i think it might even it may even help them understand the, the financial decisions you make so if you don't go and buy them the expensive gift and let them know it's because i'm doing that so that you can have more when you're my age they might not be as upset with you. Mm-hmm. They may, they may not. Mm-hmm. But I think it helps them understand. I think that's been an underlying theme for me is bringing your kids along your journey yeah. with you, not hiding it from them, which I think is A good idea previously. might be when you're paying your bills at the end of the month, get your kids to like write out the balances, yeah. calculate how much it is yeah. and get them to work it out. Yeah. And yeah. Say, yeah Let them know like what that. mom and dad are dealing with. Do yeah, like yeah. a little task for them. Yeah. 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 I think what I really can't wait is to get her online bank account that she can see the money, you know what I mean? I think Coming like in, going out. Account or something. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I think um, also it's good to talk to your parents about this because yeah. you know you're saying parents bring your children along, mm-hmm. but I feel like because of how much knowledge we have, our generation has, you notice if you go and speak to your parents, some of them don't know certain things Very or some of them will tell you that actually I don't have that. You know what? Yeah. That's a massive, massive point. And I think I've always thought of it of our age and thought of it as our age and younger. Yeah. But yeah, I think if you have parents out there, after you, after you listen to this episode, send it to them. Yeah, and you speak or, or, to and them. your little brothers and sisters yeah. as yeah. well. Please. And I think that's why this is such a good episode because it applies to absolutely everybody. everybody. It applies yeah. to you if you're in and around our age. It, it applies to your parents if they now have the assets because everyone's in a different stage of the life cycle. Yeah, that's what yeah. Kalisha's just described. So you can help your younger brothers and sisters <coughs> to prepare and be ahead of the st- a step ahead of you, and you can help your parents make the most of where they are, yeah. wherever they are. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, you'd be surprised if you ask some listeners if you ask some of your parents about life insurance, you'd probably be surprised at how many of them don't have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even power of attorney. Yeah, and stuff like that. I think people don't think about that stuff because they it's morbid. It is, but and it's still something that they need to be aware of. And the thing is, at that age, they're probably thinking it's too late now. How much will I get? Because you get the, the older you are, the less your payment will be, unless you pay, unless mm. your payout will be, mm. unless you pay high premiums. But there are even policies that help with funeral planning. Exactly, yeah. where it's a guaranteed amount at the end. This isn't advice. I'm not going to name any suppliers, so go and look into mm. this type of insurance. Mm-hmm. But there are insurances aimed at people above like 55, 60, and yeah, it's not going to be a massive payout. But it'll be enough to maybe bury them or leave you leave your small. Gift I suggested or that to my mum the other day, and she was like, "No, I don't want to be planning my funeral." And she that's, like, I think that's she, what it is. Yeah. It's sad. She <laughs> said she don't want to. Yeah, she don't want to plan a funeral. It's like putting yourself into an early grave. Yeah, that's the way. But she at the same it, time, look at the things that happen between families as a result of mm-hmm. not having mm-hmm. the financials to plan she a funeral. 
I'm so blessed. It's just me and my sister, and mm. we get along like a house on fire. We yeah. just know everything is half. So she yeah. pays for something. Mm. Yeah. I don't have to give it back. If I pay for something, she doesn't have to give it back. Mm. So we're lucky. But then when it comes to like my mum's side, mm. when that happens, Listen, I know there's Wahala oh waiting for my me. Yeah. I know there is serious <laughs> Wahala waiting for me. I know it. I know oh it. My, Not all of my siblings, but yeah, mm. I know there's serious Wahala coming. Yeah, I feel like with with mine, we'll be fine. I mean, yeah, you guys are alright. Yeah, we're good. I mean, I have got extended, like extended. Your yeah, yeah, but I feel like between the three of us here that are in London, ooh, <laughs> it's gonna be. We we know it's just. Yeah. by free. Yeah. <laughs> so, finishing off on the life cycle, I think the next thing I will talk about is the three stages of wealth management because you should be doing that throughout all your financial life cycles. So, the three stages are called wealth protection, wealth accumulation, and wealth distribution. So, wealth protection is protection and assets basically beneficial to your potential earning power. So that's usually from your teenagers. And that basically means, um, say from, like I said earlier, from year nine, I would say from year nine, you are choosing what subjects that you're going to be choosing for college or going into year 10 and 11. Yeah. That you're going to be, yes, from year 10, 11. Then you choose another subject from when you go into college in sixth form. Yeah. Then you go from college and sixth form to uni. So all that plays a part in what you're going to be earning within yep. the next, throughout your financial Absolutely. life cycle. So Absolutely. that's what wealth protection is. So do you not feel that you chose the right subjects no. during college no. and uni and sixth form? And uh, I feel like we need to get away from telling children to or young people to live in the moment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. when I didn't know what I wanted to do, I was always told, just do what you enjoy. Just, just pick anything. Do what you enjoy. <laughs> and I, my degree was so... So the, what I could do for it was so varied that it didn't pinpoint me to anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I feel like looking back, it was a waste of time and money apart from the discipline it taught me. Mm-hmm. But I think as much as I'm not saying that everyone should go in and be like really rah, rah, rah on kids. And, but I feel like we need to make them understand from a young age that those decisions are going to shape the rest of their yeah, lives. Like, yeah. yeah. And so I think. I think my opinion on this, uh, me personally. I feel a bit conflicted. Yes and no, basically, right? Same, so coming out of uni, no. So I did a business business, business management degree. It was very broad. Um, I messed up a little bit in my last year and ended up getting a 2-2. And, and that's not a bad grade, by the way. But at the time, it was very difficult to get a job with a broad degree and not having a 2-1. Most graduate schemes want you to at least have a 2-1 and for it to be in a specified or specialised subject. So I find it quite hard then. Mm-hmm. Um, my career didn't take off until I studied ACCA uh, and did accounting. But saying that, a lot of the things I learned in uni in that broad degree have helped me now because mm-hmm. I'm not just a finance guy. I do know about marketing. I do know about corporate finance. I do know about the various aspects. Mm-hmm. So what a lot of people will learn in an MBA, I've learned, but just at a more foundation level, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and I found that out when speaking to John when he did his. Mm. So I don't think I personally picked the wrong uh, subject. I think I executed it poorly. And I don't think okay. I really had a plan from doing my degree to getting a job. Yeah. And I think that's what kids need to do. It's not kids, young people yeah. need to do yeah. is have that plan. Yeah. Um, I think in regards to, <clears throat> you know, telling kids to do what they enjoy or whatever. This is me speaking as a parent now. I, I do think, I think you should to a certain aspect. Oh, this is what I've tried to do, basically. I try and encourage the things that she's interested in. Yeah. But I always try and have a backup plan as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's what will be good for kids. So if you have a child that ha- you can see an interest or whatever, 
help them develop Different, that. Yeah. And it might not be uni. They may need to go down a double, another oh, absolutely, path. absolutely, yeah. But if you find they're naturally gifted and interested towards mm-hmm. something, I think it's for the parents to try and find, okay, where's the money at the end of it? Yeah, yeah. Right? I get what you're saying, but I'm talking about not thinking about it at those early stages. And mm. then when it's time to choose subjects to go to uni with, it's literally just, just any- okay, well, you've done four A-levels. Just just, just choose the two yeah, that yeah, you enjoyed yeah, the yeah, most. Yeah, yeah, Do you know, yeah, that's yeah, what I, I mean. Yeah, no, but no, I, I, I completely get what you're saying yeah. in terms of watching your child. Because I think part of what you're saying, um, Kalisha, about wealth protection is planning that your child goes into a role that they're passionate about mm. because that's I feel like that's the only way not the only way but that's one of the best ways that you're going to continue yeah. to excel and yeah. earn the most out of yeah. it do you yeah. know what I mean I think yeah I'd say passionate about and also uh, gifted towards well, all yeah, that absolutely, yeah. you know because yeah. sometimes you might not be passionate about something but if you're good at it you might be able to earn you the money to allow you to yeah. do other things mm-hmm. so I think that what the example I was going to make is so yeah she's interested in science and space and whatnot but I'm also trying to teach her how to code Mm. or get her interested in coding I started teaching yeah. myself that simply day, because so. I know there's going to be a market for it yeah. so yeah. if she's not able to find a job in the sciences she will have the ability to code maybe yeah. mm-hmm. and that could be a fallback plan yeah. and I think that's what I've seen other groups do well yeah. is understand okay where are the job opportunities where yeah. can yep. you make money yep. mm-hmm. okay if you're if nothing else is happening for you that you like you're going to learn one of these other things that are yep. going to help you make money yeah yep. so you might not get that's what you want to do here. but here's this thing that you can do yeah, you know yeah. I mean? totally agree and Doing that as early as possible is key. Yeah. To put it into context for people, I studied English, language, and linguistics and psychology at university. Yes, she studied psychology, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, what is that? What's that going to give me? Unless I want to be a psychologist, where am I going with it? Yeah. And and the thing is, not saying what, that going back on what you said, you don't have to exactly know what you want to do, but just have an idea of how much money you probably want to make. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what qualifications you need to go into certain things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they said wealth protection is very key at the early stage because during this time you should avoid as much debt as possible because when you move on to the later stage as wealth accumulation, you will have more money to play with and to build up so you're not starting from the bottom. So the next stage of wealth management is wealth accumulation. And this is where you make the most of your money, which is probably the ages 26 to 45, like I said before. Okay. And your income peaks and you experience financial stability. So, okay. I'm literally just calculating how much time I've got left. <laughs> not long, all. Listen. <laughs> which is not really an age group for wealth accumulation, but in regards to what the explanation is, and I was looking back at the financial life cycle, that looks like roughly the age. Hmm. So that's where you should be making sure your money is multiplying through it. Yeah, yeah. And your money should be multiplying throughout all the life stages, to be honest. But mm-hmm. yeah. But that's, yeah, that's yeah, it's just another key milestone, right? Mm-hmm. And, and all these stages are important. It's just how you operate in them is key. So you can take advantage of them. I think one of the questions you had, I don't know if you're going to cover it, is what you need to be, when do you need to be successful? Was you coming on to that? Yeah, a little bit. Right. I live it after. Right, cool. <laughs> no, but I just think it's very key to know where you're at and what you need to do to fully maximize the stage you're at, whether mm-hmm. it's learning, earning, or executing. The last stage for the wealth management is wealth distribution. Well, why can't I speak? <laughs> wealth distribution. And that is basically the final stage, which I kind of mentioned earlier. And that is during retirement years. And in wealth distribution, that is basically where you're most relaxed, you're calm, you've made your plans already, and you've made your will, you've done all of that mm. stuff, and that's it. Cool. So you're just handing it off to your family and yeah. friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's, that's what it is. The final stages, boy. The relaxing the stages. stages. You know what it is for me? I just want to get to that stage sooner rather than later. 
Yeah. I think it's so desirable, but yeah. because of how much you're going to relax during that stage, you just have to put in the work beforehand yeah. Yeah. to know I, that you're ready for it. But that's an uh, interesting concept. Some people don't see reti- retirement as when you finish working. Some people see it as, well, you finish doing anything. Some people see retirement being the age you stop working for someone else mm. and maybe go on to do something of your own. So there are a lot of people that try and say, okay, I want to earn enough money that I can now focus on my side hustle. And, and their side hustle becomes their retirement. That's what I've been stressed about all week. Because I was thinking, like, what, what is my side hustle? Mm. And the thing is, more and more people are having them. And, and a lot of more older people have them. Uh, where it be like a part-time job or whatever. But a lot yeah. of people are working past their retirement. So they're getting a pension and they also have another source of income. And I think us millennials are definitely, definitely going to have to do that. So when uh, you say, when you hear retirement, both of you, what, what do you think? Do you mean stop working? Yeah, for me it means stop working. Stop working completely, yeah, same. If I want to work, it's, it's a choice. Yeah, exactly. And I think that is that is the operative word, yeah. choice. Yeah. It's, okay, if I want to go and earn extra money to go and have the nice ease of life or to do something extra or do drip or whatever it may be. Do drip, babes. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Babes, come on. We're closer to that that end of that bracket that Kalisha said. Well, I can do drip. Do, no? do drip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I didn't say do drip. She just naturally does drip. She doesn't oh, need do to say. Mean? All right, sorry. Those who do drip don't say they did not drip. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're at home. This one's using all the slang they, that she's heard on the podcast throughout the week. Jerome says a one little drip and it's a problem. Anywho, anyway, we're trying to turn me into a granddad. Um, yeah. So for me, it's a case of okay, I have my foundations or my necessities covered. You know, I, I I can live where I want to live. I can eat, I can sleep, I can provide for my mm-hmm. dependents. But, you know, I can, if I want to have more, then I can go and do something else. So it's just a choice. Yeah. I'm not having to have to go to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But doing it because I want to or because I just want to have something extra. Listeners, can you let us know mm-hmm. on uh, Twitter using the... Um, Making hashtag. sense PC hashtag. Making sense PC. Wow. Making sense PC hashtag. What is, does retirement mean to you? Is it simply not working? Is it not having to work? Is it not working for somebody else? Mm-hmm. Tell us what you hear when you hear the word retirement. Yeah, cool. And also, what age do you want to retire at? Mm-hmm. Mm. What age do you want to retire at versus what age is looking realistic at the moment? Because it's fluid. It can change. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yes. So with all those stages that I mentioned, how do you lot think you could actually be successful in those stages? Like actual actions you think you lot could take okay, so to make sure. Okay, maybe list out the stages again. So just so the name of it. The main bit is wealth protection, wealth accumulation, wealth distribution. And in that is planning to retire, preparing for retirement, accumulation of assets and financial planning. Okay, so for me personally, I think it's a case and I think this is going to be true of many people if what they say in the news is true. Uh, first thing to do is pay down or pay off debts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that should be key for anybody. Uh, we always stress there's no point investing until you've paid off debts, uh, simply because generally the interest you pay on your debts is going to be higher than the interest you're going to get on your investments. Mm-hmm. Um, if that changes, then I don't know, you might want to change your approach, but that's always been what I've been taught. Mm. Um, uh, Credit episode, by the way. Yes. So, yes. yes. Um, <laughs> then I think it's a case of just actually going and getting the knowledge, learning different vehicles for uh, retirement, whether it be uh, investment plans, uh, SIPs, which are, uh, I can't remember the, what the acronym means, but it's a type of uh, pension, mm-hmm. uh, your workplace pension, <coughs> how much you're putting into your state pension, um, any, you know, just pension planning. So how do you do it? So going on to Hargreaves, Fidelity, someone on YouTube or whatever, mm-hmm. and learning, okay, what do I actually have to do to retire? 
not mm-hmm. just thinking, okay, yeah, I want to get myself ready. What do you need to do tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Um, then I think it's gaining control of your spending. 100%. Um, because the, the, the balance is, you know, I think I've said it before, I think we've said it before, that we often focus on earning more money yeah. mm-hmm. and not often on spending less. Yep. Yep. And I think that's something we need to focus on. We need to focus on both, right? Because one is immediately in our control. Yeah. You can't always control the money you earn, yeah. but you can control the money you spend. Definitely. Um, yeah. It feels that way to me. Learn um, how to maintain a basic budget. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And stick to it. Reforecast it. Yeah. That's something, yeah. you know, I do in work and I want to start applying more in my personal life is you set a budget, okay, revisit it throughout the period and yeah. adjust it. Yeah. Don't just be happy the fact that you've missed it. Understand why you've missed it yeah. and, and what you need to change so you can hit it next time. Um. And I think just keeping it always at the forefront of your mind, really. Um, that's why. That's what I would say. I don't know about anyone else. Which, so, what are the first one? Wealth protection, and then wealth. Wealth protection, wealth accumulation, wealth distribution, and within that is the stages, which is financial planning, yeah, accumulation of assets, preparing for retirement, and you've actually retired, so planning mm. for your estate. I think if you're telling somebody that's our age now to incorporate mm. i think you need to be very mindful of putting the two together mm-hmm. the wealth protection and wealth accumulation so yeah for the next however many years making sure that you are earning the most you can whether mm-hmm. that needs to be moving companies um relearning doing some sort of training or something to get yeah. the most you can earn but then also thinking about the accumulation so with the extra that you are earning maybe not seeing it as extra money maybe that's your investment money maybe that's where you start putting away for the accumulation and then I think for the distribution stage I think sticking to the plan is really really important yeah so if you know you've put away for a certain lifestyle unless you get a big return on something or your lifestyle changes I think sticking to the plan because you can plan for retirement and you can plan for how you're gonna um, use all your pension pots but then if you go and spend recklessly that's only gonna last you what half the time Mm mm-hmm so that's that's what I say I need to do. I agree with everything you lot said. I also think another thing is build an emergency fund. Yeah. Just in yeah. case you like you lose your job or you have an accident or you, you just don't know. No, I laugh yeah. because there's an, I think I said it before, there's a name for it. It's called your, your fuck you money. Okay. If your manager crosses you the wrong way, it's fuck you, keep your job. You can be cool yeah. for a few yeah. months. Before, I think, yeah. I think, who was it? I think it was Uncle K on Twitter the other day. He actually mentioned that. He said he saves... Um, he's got money saved that he can live the same way for three months. Yeah, that's and that's what fucking money's supposed to be. Yeah, so three months, and he said if he carry on working because he's a contractor, mm. then he just adds to it. Yeah, yeah, and I thought that was a very good idea. And you can start as little as like fifteen pounds, twenty pounds. Yeah. If you've got money left over from last month's wages, don't use that. Transfer that yeah. into like another account. I think for me personally, after paying off debts, I think building up that buffer is probably the most important thing. Yeah. I yeah. Think. Because investing is great, but it's very long term. Often you can't touch the money. And being liquid, meaning having money readily available, mm. is very important. So having that buffer fund to, you know, to help you for times when you're not working or to fix something in your house or yeah. to fix your car so you don't have to put those things on credit cards. Yeah. Yeah. I would suggest people start with that. And this isn't advice, but I would suggest people start with that first. Get your emergency fund sorted. Then once that's done, then start putting money towards yeah. your investing. I don't know. I think I might have mentioned on the pod like ages ago, but I started, I had two emergency fund accounts. And um, one time I said, because I had dentists, mm. a charge. And I, you know, I haven't been dentist for ages. I go there. Oh, you need a filling or something. That's 200 something pounds. I said, you what? I've got to pay two bags for one. And then 
Yes, so I think it was seven, seven, seven months later, I had to do it again on the same tooth. And usually you've got six months, um, like insurance. So if anything happens within six months, you don't have to pay. Seven months after the same thing, I had to pay £200 again. I said, never again. So I started saving. And I saved so much that I was able to go on holiday with that money. Shit. So, yeah. Cool. Emergency fund is very, very important. Why do you not think um, it matters? <laughs> your age matters when managing money. I think um, there's peak years that you're going to be getting income. Mm. You, there's going to be a point where you can't apply for the promotion yeah. because your employers are looking at how long you're going to be in the company. Um, I think when you're younger, you're sharper. Mm, hungrier. I think, I don't know, man. For me, it's a case of generally, and there's going to be people that are outside the norm. Um, in certain parts of your life, in terms of age, you'll be in a certain place financially. So some people might get there sooner. Um you know, it just might be really bright, have lots of good ideas, might just have links or whatever. But generally, people's path follows these kind of steps, right? Mm-hmm. So knowing what to do when you're in those kind of phases is important. Also, maybe when you're younger, you're not thinking, which is a big problem, you're not thinking about it in the future. You're not, you're not fully aware of your full life cycle. You're just living in the moment, like what Sam mentioned earlier. Um, so I think it's knowing, I think for me, it's just knowing what to do at the age of that. And I think the earlier you start, the better which is yeah, the better chances you have the more money you can yeah. put away i think yeah it's just important to be aware of how old you are yeah. and how yeah. much time yep. you've got so if you're a young I mean, person or responsible for a young person that is the key takeaway yeah. start them as soon yeah. as possible but even yeah start them and then if you're a young person listening to this and you've always had the mentality where you don't need to worry about it maybe just start thinking about it just just and start being right for aware. your money now won't necessarily be right for your money in 10 years yeah, yeah. so yeah. Uh, here's a question. So for maybe like if you're a millennial, like our age or whatever, and you haven't, maybe even a bit older, right? So you haven't saved anything towards your pension, you've got mm. nothing, 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 nothing at all. What's probably going to happen is you're going to have to make some serious sacrifices yeah. to your current lifestyle in order to try and catch up. Mm. Do you think you personally would be willing to do that? And do you think people generally will be willing to almost, yeah, stop having the lifestyle they have now to play catch up for the things they weren't mm. doing when they were younger? I think I personally would be okay too, just because I feel like I've definitely lived my young life. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I'm content in it. I had so much fun. It was great. Now I'm ready to not be doing that anymore. Do you know what I mean? Why is that so funny? I don't know, man. But I think so for me, and then also in terms of changing my lifestyle, I've never been an extravagant spender. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like where you spoke earlier about... um, getting as high income as you can but also monitoring your spending i'm at the stage now where i'm earning the most i've ever earned but i'm also really really looking at how to cut back on my spending so that my um the money that i have left over lasts and it and grows and grows and that's what i'm looking at now so for me i definitely feel like i'm um i definitely think i'll be able to make those sacrifices also but looking at other options so i think these are the stages where people start looking at investments and buying and stuff like that get a second job Mm. Oh. I know it's difficult now, but even if you really want to grind and you really want to have a, a big retirement pot, yeah. get a second job if you have to. If if you have to, and, and if, if you can manage it, and I wouldn't say, listen, nine to fives is is hard work. Mm. My nine to five feels like uh, six to six. <laughs> and and, and that, that's gonna the lie. Only point. I yeah. think, well, I think if I worked on the weekend, I'd drop dead. I think all I would say is, yeah, <laughs> if your job allows you to do so, right? So if yeah. you've got, and let's be honest, right? Not every job is as demanding as others, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have a job where you know that, okay, come five o'clock, I'm not that burnt out. 
or maybe come three o'clock because you only do part-time hours then maybe yeah go and get a separate job mm. if it's not going to impact your life i think your life and your mental health are very important mm, number and, one. and that's the only reason i was a bit hesitant with that because number i think one. we work hard very hard as it is mm. so now putting two and three jobs in it yes you're gonna get your retirement fund but i'm still of the mind of i'm not solely focused on money mm. you know we do no, a, I'm not. we do a money podcast you know i've worked in finances most of my career all of my career actually but I do know you still have to live life at, to some degree, right? Um, it doesn't have to be an extravagant life, but you have to live life. I'm definitely not money orientated. And exactly. sometimes I think it's a bit of a detriment. That's why I think this year I'm more focused on money, maybe mm. because I've been slacking. Mm. I just like Money just, if it comes, it comes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's about striking the right balance yep. and cutting back on the things that you know you can. Definitely. So I think definitely. if it's a case of you're going to go and get a second job and you now you see none of your friends, you hardly see your kids yeah. and you end up being lonely and bitter, maybe not. I, yeah. I don't think it's worth it. Yeah. Personally, that's just me. But if you know that you can get the second job and still have some sort of social life because we're social creatures, yeah. then yeah, feel free. I think my equivalent to that is just really looking at expenditure and looking at where you can cut down. Yeah. And, I, and I think yeah. that's why it's so important because for me, instead, what I would say to someone is instead of you to go and get a second job, Cut back on your cut spending. Back on something. I had two jobs when I was younger when I said I had loads of money. Yeah, maybe mm. when you're younger, when you're got younger, less commitments yeah. even. Yeah. But then it, it got to a point where I was working seven days a week and I was done it for six months. It's like, I can't do it anymore. Yeah, I've done that for like three like, months. Nearly 25, she works two jobs, but luckily on Fridays, during the summer, she finishes at three. During the winter, she finishes at one on Fridays. Mm. And her, her part time job is Fridays, like, five to eight in the evening yeah, and then yeah. Sundays is like four or five hours she, and she still gets to have a social life so you know what and I think that's where it's that, not too bad that idea of getting a second job might be more for young ones young yeah, that yeah. where their job is more casual or more part-time so okay maybe while you're studying you've got your part-time job when you're not in study season go and get another get part-time job else. yeah definitely, go and get something definitely. flexible I don't know like a delivery or Uber whatever it something, may be yeah. something because mm-hmm. you're not gonna have the time that you have when you're younger yeah as you get older I think getting a second job for people once you're in your proper career is tough also, I actually found a website. So if you don't want to get a proper job and you don't want a, not a proper job, like a proper second job where you have to actually leave your house, mm. there's websites called, I think it was People Per Hour. People Per Hour, yes. So they, like if you want a, a virtual assistant, yeah. or if you want to... They're similar desk. to Upworks, what we used to do with them. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, that's so a good that, way. That's You've another, a skill. An, like a little skill. Mm. They can, you can charge yeah. for your expertise. And that's expertise. the thing. If you don't have a skill, you can go, I'd, what, I, what I think I might do, well, I already have a skill that I could probably put on there. But if you don't have a skill, I'd say look at what people are, are selling on there and go and learn that skill. Yeah. Go on something like Udemy and, and learn the skill that you see people are chopping money from. Yeah. So that could be another way of doing it. You know, If you don't have the inclination or don't have the skill already, mm. find what the market is buying and go learn how to do it. Look yeah. at certain jobs that actually require people. I think Total Jobs has got a website because my friend works for Total Jobs Group, head office. Is so it? He, yeah, so he sent me a... <laughs> so he, send us some contracts. Send some contracts, my please. <laughs> so he sent me Juicy a... day rates. <laughs> <laughs> so he sent me a link of like... Because um, I said I'm going to um, teach myself coding. So he sent me certain job titles of what is required now on how much job so, there is out there. So, Which language are you learning? I'm going through a few. So I started with HTML, okay. then CSS, mm-hmm. and then next I want to do JavaScript. I'm just trying to figure out what I exactly okay. like first. Yeah, I'm starting with Python simply because I've heard it's the easiest that's, thing to learn. That's what I want to go to next. But yeah. I just want to figure out the basics first. So yeah. I know when I go into Python or certain things, okay, I know what that means. Yeah. I know why that's doing and that. Also and also they're teaching it to my daughter. So that's, that's why I want to learn it so I can learn it with her. So who's teaching her? They do it in school every now and again. Oh, that's and I, good. Yeah, and I've got a little laptop that she can do it on as well. Um, so I think if, it makes sense. If I'm, yeah. if, if I'm going to learn a language, let it be the one that she's going to do it on as well. So yeah. it's just more efficient use of our time.
So yeah, if, if someone wants to give me free courses as well, mm-hmm. holla. Or <laughs> why not? Free courses, yeah. Why not? Just be careful they're not asking for things in return, you know. This internet is wild. Me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, here's your free coding me. course, but uh sit not, on this couch. Not gonna happen. <laughs> but yeah. Just trying to help you, man. Alright, cool. So we've gone through the financial life cycle. So uh, regardless of who you are, you can get something from that. So if you're, you know, a millennial in your mid to late, mid twenties to mid thirties, you know, you need to get planning now, do something now. If you're younger than that, start thinking about it uh, because uh, something called compound interest, the earlier you start, the more you get at the end of it. The simple way I try and think about it very anecdotally or casually is, you know, starting five years sooner could mean that you retire 10 years sooner, you know, just because of that compound interest. Um, if for your parents, send it to them because they may have the assets. They're at the stage now where it's really critical for them because they're about to retire. Mm-hmm. And the impacts of not doing it properly is going to hit them. You know, there's still, no matter what age you are before that, there's a time for you to recover or plan. So if you're really young, you can plan towards it. If you're not so young, you can try and recover. You might have to make some sacrifices to your social life. Mm-hmm. But if you're at that older age now, you've got no time to, you've got no income or m- not many years of income coming in mm-hmm. to correct it. And you're about to retire. So you need to make the most of what you do have mm-hmm. and, and use it in the right way. Um, so that's the financial life cycle. What we're going into now is retirement, 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 retirement.